In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit upon us. Help us to have a deeper conversion of heart. Help us to love you and to sacrifice for the other as you have sacrificed yourself for us. Again, I have a hodgepodge of stories that I always kind of draw from as I'm preparing my homily. I like stories. They're fun. <clears throat> a few years ago, I had the, uh, the opportunity to, to go to Iraq, and it was uh, a great experience. When I, was, when I was first going, people were giving me money to give to people there. So people had given me especially a decent amount of funds to give to the orphanage in Alkosh, this Arkeldi, sisters who take care of the, 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 the girls there in, in, in Alkosh. So there's about just under 20 of them there. So when I went to Alkosh, I was there for, for, for a week. Beautiful village, Alkosh Naya. Woo! Right? So it's just a great... I loved it. I really enjoyed my time there. So as I was visiting the sisters in the orphanage, I'd given them the funds. These are from my people who want to help and serve you as you help and serve others who are in need. And I was praying about it. I was like, what I want to give from me, like my own funds, my own money to them. But I had already given him a bunch. I was like, I could just add to it. But I was like, that's not as fun. So I was talking to the priest there, and I was like, what can I do? You know, I want to give them something. Should I buy them something? That they need something? Back and forth, I was like, what if I bought them a whole sheep, like a whole lamb, and just like, gave them the meat, like fresh meat. Instead of going to the market, they can have a freezer full of meat. He's like, that'd be great. So he calls up the local butcher. The local butcher brings the sheep like to the gate of the house of the, of the orphanage and then we're going to right there and then we're going to slaughter, the, slaughter this lamb and we're going to give them the meat and I was like wait I paid for it right they're like yeah I was like can I slaughter it he's like, <laughs> like they're like sure I was like I was like to, to the, the, the butcher I was like I'm gonna keep I was like okay he handed me the he handed me the knife and he held down the sheep and I I was like where do I cut it he was like right there and I, shoop, right and I just slaughtered the lamb right there on the gate of this orphanage and it was fun, okay? So then, they take, then he comes and butchers it, puts a little bit in a, a little pot. The rest he puts in bags for the, the freeze in that pot. They put a bunch of seasonings in it, and they cooked it right there and then. And it was the most delicious meal I've ever had in my entire life. It takes farm to table to a whole, whole different level. And it was, it was delicious. So this sacrifice of lamb was fantastic. So in the gospel... When, we, when John the Baptist is like, behold the Lamb of God. This is the image, right? He doesn't say, behold the bunny rabbit of God. It's like, what does that mean? No. The Lamb of God. The Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. The image immediately for all the Jewish people is a lamb that they would take to the temple and they would slaughter and they would offer to God a sacrifice of a lamb for the other. They would sacrifice it to God. And then in the tradition of the Jewish people, which was what Jesus came to fulfill, they sacrifice the lamb in the temple. They burn the sacrificial lamb, and then they eat it. They eat the sacrificial lamb, which for us is an amazing image of the Eucharist. So I was praying with that all week, that the sacrifice of the lamb is what? Given, especially of Jesus. He is the lamb who sacrifices himself for the other. What happens so often in, in the modern day, in all days, in humanity since the beginning of creation is we prefer, selfishly sometimes, to sacrifice others for ourselves. It flips. Instead of selfish, selflessness, it becomes selfishness very quickly. And we're, we're, we're really good at it. So just Friday, this past Friday, was the March for Life in D.C., annual protest against the legalization of abortion in America. 
You think about abortion, objectively speaking, you think about abortion and what it is, especially, especially, especially in our community. If I may, for just a minute here, be serious for just a homily or two. Abortion in our community right, is extremely prevalent. If you don't think it is, please get your, hand, your heads out of the sand. It is unbelievably prevalent in our community. And I would be willing to bet that 99.9% of the time, it's complicated, it's, it's convoluted, it's hurtful, it's scary, it's worrisome, but really at the end of the day, at the foundation of it, it is a sacrifice of another for myself, child in the womb. Right? Really it is. Right? And mind you, if you've had an abortion, if you've helped somebody have an abortion, if you've encouraged somebody to have an abortion, please seek God's mercy. I'm not, this is not a homily pointing or accusing or making you feel guilty, making you feel shameful. Quite the opposite. I want you to feel God's mercy and God's freedom to be set free from that burden. But objectively, if we're thinking on a high level here, right, we have to be a pro-life world. So we go to D.C., we protest. We absolutely protest. We come home, we vote. We absolutely have to vote pro-life because this is a huge scar on our community, on the world around us. More importantly... Our hearts, our lives must be converted. We have to. It has to be on us to convert our own hearts. To say, we will be part of the pro-life world. Meaning what? Children, how we view babies and infants are not burdens. Right? Talk to somebody who has two kids. Like, I'm done, father. My kids are crazy. Your children are human lives with a soul, with a heart, with a memory, who will have eternal life, God willing with you in the, in the eternal life of heaven, but not burdens and tuitions and mouths to feed. If our whole hearts be converted to say, I will sacrifice myself for the other. Because what, what what do, how do abortions typically happen in the Chaldean community? Unwed women, I can't, get, I can't have this child, I'm too young and I'm not married, and it would be a burden upon me. My daughter can't have this child because it would be a burden upon our reputation. Selfishness. I can't have this child that has Down syndrome. And then I have to sacrifice for myself for the other. I'm done having children. I already have three or four children. I don't want to have more because that extra burden would require a sacrifice for me. What we prefer to do is sacrifice the other for our own, our own gain. Sorry to be so forward here. We have to convert we have to convert our hearts to be a pro-life and self-sacrificial, sacrifice ourselves for the other like Jesus. Think of even on a bigger level. I don't know why, for whatever reason, this came to my prayer today, this week, this week. I was praying with, like, communism. Think about communism. If you ever listened to Archbishop Fulton Sheen preach, he preached in, like, the 50s and the 60s and 70s during the Cold War. He really preached hard against communism. And we still live in a, a world that has communism. Russia's basically still communist. China's absolutely communist. North Korea's communist. It's a political thing. It absolutely is a political thing. Whose basis is we will sacrifice others for the, the, the needs of the party. Think of what China has done to the Catholic Church. Have you heard about it? Nope. Why? Because it's censured. We don't hear about it. I hear about it. Why? Because I know priests who are in China. Don't tell the government. If I get kidnapped next week and get to the gulags in Russia, you know why. Because I'm preaching against communism. A mentality, a political mentality, mind you, we live in society. Politics are part of life. A political mentality that was willing to suppress the rights of others for the gain of itself. Instead of what it should be, sacrificing ourselves for the good of others. It's a flip. 
And it happens, and it's creeping its way right into our lives if we're not careful. We have to think of our hearts, and our lives must be converted like the heart of Jesus. We always have to sacrifice more of ourselves for the good and the healthiness and the love and the benefit of the other, whether it's a child in the womb, whether it's a Muslim in China who needs our, their rights protected, whatever it is, we have to be better. We have to be better. And I was praying with that, and I was praying with the sacrificial lamb of Jesus. So I'm in Alkush, and I have this lamb. Now, mind you, this lamb is not excited. He knows what's happening. He knows exactly what's happening, right? <laughs> he's literally shaking as he's, like, walking there. And the butcher's son is holding his head down, and the butcher is holding his body down. If you're getting queasy, enjoy your cheeseburger today, right? So they're holding the body down, and I just get on top of it, my knee on his neck, and I slice open his neck, and blood goes everywhere. There's just spraying. I have pictures if you want. See me after mass, right? There's just blood squirting everywhere, right? This is not somebody who's... So I offered a sacrifice for the good of the orphanage, the nuns, these things. It was from me to them. He was unwilling the sheep. Jesus is completely different. He willingly, wantingly walks to the cross. He willingly, wantingly walks to the crucifixion and offers himself for our salvation. And then we eat him in the Eucharist. And what he calls for us, right, is to have the same spirituality. How can we sacrifice more of ourselves for the other? Because Jesus gains nothing, nothing by dying on the cross. We gain everything. We gain salvation. We gain freedom. We gain the means by which to have a fulfillment of life, peace in our hearts, all these things that he wants to give us. Mercy, right? As much as a stain is abortion on our community, on our society, on humanity, that history will look back at our, at our time and say, how could they have done this? We will be a voice. We have to be a voice of reason. We have to be a voice of peace. We have to be a voice of life of willingness to say, no, we will be different. We must be different. We must look to Christ as our example of life, whose existence is the Lamb of God, whose existence is daily, how can I sacrifice myself for the other? Children, child in the womb, people across the world, politics, the poor, the needy, the elderly, those who don't believe, those who are afraid, whomever. That has to be our heart. Our minds must be converted. Our souls must be converted to sacrifice for the other.